and welcome. You're listening to Help with Ashley Yagi, where I share shortcuts to success for optimal mental health, meaningful relationships, and living the life God is calling you to. Because don't we all need just a little help now and then? I know I sure do. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, my friends. As usual, I'm excited about today's topic. Today, we aren't learning a skill necessarily, but I hope it will still be just as beneficial for you. Today, we're going to talk about words. Words hold a lot of power. We give power to words. We assign meaning to words. We can make them heavy. We've been talking about getting unstuck from words in our head that come to us in the form of our thoughts this month. And that's a really important skill. And we can take away the power of words. But today I simply want to talk about the power that they can have on us. So I visited this topic in a different way all the way back in episode three of this podcast and would recommend listening to that episode again because I really hope you can grasp the power of our words. In a blog post I read, it talks about someone doing a demonstration for children based on James chapter three, verses one through 12. She asked them to name weapons of mass destruction and the kids easily shouted out their answers of violent weapons. She had five items covered on a table, the first being a knife, and she asked if that can do damage. That reality has become all too real this year where I live. She continued with an axe, a handgun, and then a bomb. The suspense was building as each weapon had become greater than the previous ones, and they wondered what could be under the final blanket. She lifted the blanket to reveal a rubber tongue, demonstrating the power of words. Our words can cause mass destruction. Can you think of some examples of this? I read a book called Wild Swans, Three Daughters of China by Zheng Chang for a book club, and it outlines the history of communism in China and the power of words and the power of removing words was so evident throughout the book. Think about the power of words evident preceding World War II and into the war. Hitler's words were powerful. He also removed words that would contradict or extend the education of their people. And he used words to change values, beliefs, and behaviors of those serving under him. This had a profound effect upon the people. Another book, The Rent Collector by Cameron Wright, outlines the history of Cambodia surrounding the 1975 Khmer Rouge genocide. I have no idea if I'm saying that right, so I apologize if I butchered it. But it's all about the power of words used to fight ignorance. They eradicated the educated population, those who would be more likely to stand against them. They burned books. They took away the ability of the poorer classes to read. The main character learns to read, and it opens up a whole new world to her. Her teacher in the story says, quote, Words provide a voice to our deepest feelings. I tell you, words have started and stopped wars. Words have built and lost fortunes. Words have saved and taken lives. Words have won and lost great kingdoms. Even Buddha said, Whatever words we utter should be chosen with care, for people will hear them and be influenced by them for good or ill. End quote. James 3 from the Bible, verses 2 through 13, says, quote, 
For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in the horses' mouths, that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold also the ships, which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. Even so, the tongue is a little member, and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beasts, and of birds, and of serpents, and of things in the sea is tamed, and hath been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessings and cursings. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. Doth the fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either a vine, figs? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. End quote. That's such a poetic way to describe the power of words. How many of you remember the talk Hearts Knit Together by Gary E. Stevenson from 2021? He describes an experiment that also demonstrates the power of words. Quote, In the 1970s, researchers set up an experiment to examine the effects of diet on heart health. Over several months, they fed a control group of rabbits a high-fat diet and monitored their blood pressure, heart rate, and cholesterol. As expected, many of the rabbits showed a buildup of fatty deposits on the inside of their arteries, yet this was not all. Researchers had discovered something that made little sense. Although all of the rabbits had a buildup, one group surprisingly had as much as 60% less than the others. It appeared as though they were looking at two different groups of rabbits. The scientists struggled to understand this unexpected outcome. Eventually, they turned their attention to the research staff. Was it possible that researchers had done something to influence the results? As they pursued this, they discovered that every rabbit with fewer fatty deposits had been under the care of one researcher. She fed the rabbits the same food as everyone else, but as one scientist reported, she was an unusually kind and caring individual. When she fed the rabbits, she talked to them, cuddled, and petted them. She couldn't help it. It's just how she was. End quote. This researcher was using the power of kind words without even knowing their hidden power. Think that can work for us? If we speak kindly to and about ourselves, we can eat all the ice cream we want with less ill health effects? Sign me up! <laughs> Are you familiar with the Japanese proverb, one kind word can warm three winter months? Words are incredibly powerful. How do you want to wield that weapon? Whose side do you want your words to be fighting for? We can also look to scripture, both ancient and modern, to help deepen our understanding of the power of words. In Helaman, when the Nephites and Lamanites were both threatened by the Gadiantin robbers, we can see the contrast of those who use their words for good versus those who use their words for evil. It says, starting in verse 20, quote, 
And now it came to pass that when the Lamanites found that there were robbers among them, they were exceedingly sorrowful, and they did use every means in their power to destroy them off the face of the earth. But behold, Satan did stir up the hearts of the more part of the Nephites, insomuch that they did unite with those bands of robbers, and did enter into their covenants and their oaths, that they would protect and preserve one another in whatsoever difficult circumstances they should be placed, that they should not suffer for their murders and their plunderings and their stealings. And it came to pass that they did have their signs, yea, their secret signs, and their secret words, and this that they might distinguish a brother who had entered into the covenant, that whatsoever wickedness his brother should do, he should not be injured by his brother, nor by those who did belong to his band who had taken this covenant. And thus they might murder and plunder and steal and commit whoredoms and all manner of wickedness contrary to the laws of their country and also the laws of their God. And thus we see that the Nephites did begin to dwindle in unbelief and grow in wickedness and abominations, while the Lamanites began to grow exceedingly in the knowledge of their God. Yea, they did begin to keep his statutes and commandments and to walk in truth and uprightness before him. And thus we see that the Spirit of the Lord began to withdraw from the Nephites because of the wickedness and the hardness of their hearts. And thus we see that the Lord began to pour out his Spirit upon the Lamanites because of their easiness and willingness to believe in his words. And it came to pass that the Lamanites did hunt the band of robbers of Gadianton, and they did preach the word of God among the more wicked part of them, insomuch that this band of robbers was utterly destroyed from among the Lamanites, end quote. Did you catch that? <laughs> so some used and received words for great wickedness, while others received words and used words for great righteousness. Don't you wish you could see them hunting down the more wicked parts of the Gadianton robbers and preaching the word of God to them? The crazy thing is, it must have worked. It says they were utterly destroyed from among them, not by a sword, captivity, or exile, but by the preaching of the word. Similarly, in Alma 31.5, when Alma was in deep need of a powerful solution, Mormon shares, quote, and now, as the preaching of the word had a great tendency to lead the people to do that which was just, yea, it had, it had had more powerful effect upon the minds of the people than the sword or anything else which had happened unto them. Therefore, Alma thought it was expedient that they should try the virtue of the word of God, end quote. Elder Mark D. Eddy, in our most recent conference, in a talk entitled The Virtue of the Word, said, quote, In the book of Helaman, we read, yea, we see that whosoever will may lay hold upon the word of God, which is quick and powerful, which shall divide asunder all the cunning and the snares and the wiles of the devil and lead the man and woman of Christ in a straight and narrow course across that everlasting gulf of misery and land their souls at the right hand of God in the kingdom of heaven. Are you seeking to cut through all the cunning and the snares and the wiles of the devil so prevalent in the philosophies of our day? Do you desire to disperse the clouds of confusion caused by an overabundance of information in order to focus more singularly on the covenant path? Please try the virtue of the word of God, end quote. I will read that last part again. Are you seeking to cut through all the cunning and the snares and the wiles of the devil so prevalent in the philosophies of our day? Do you desire to disperse the clouds of confusion caused by an overabundance of information in order to focus more singularly on the covenant path? Please try the virtue of the word of God. Aren't words powerful? Words also create. Brooks Snow loves to teach this. 
We create through what we see, say, feel, and do. She talks about God using words to create the world. Genesis 1 says, quote, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. She continues, The power of God's word, what he says, creates. The book of John provides more light on this, saying, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. From John 1, 1 1-3. So by his word, God creates. God speaks, and it is done. End quote. So we also create with our words. We're creating with everything that we say. Do you want to use your words to build or to knock down? For good or for evil? What are you creating within you and within the world around you through your words? I'm going to share the words of a Jenny Phillips song entitled By the Way I Speak, and then we'll finish out with today's summary. The song says, My words hold the power to lift up and to save, or to put down and degrade. I am shaped by the things I say. May the words I speak be filled with kindness. May my manner of speech be cheerful and clean. May my voice be a light that lifts people higher. May I bring hope and love and trust. May I bring peace by the way I speak. I always have the choice to be gentle and to praise or to find fault and complain. I show my heart by the things I say. May the words I speak be filled with kindness. May my manner of speech be cheerful and clean. May my voice be a light that lifts people higher. May I bring hope and love and trust. May I bring peace by the way I speak. So in summary today, in 60 seconds or less, Our words are extremely powerful. They have the power to build up, to tear down, to start a war, to spread peace. They can change the way you view yourself, the way you view the world. They can change the people around you. They can change attitudes and behaviors. Our words are so powerful. They're creating. Let's use our words for good. Our lives are also shaped by the words that we receive into them. Seek out the word of God. Allow the word of God to seep into your soul, to enrich you, to protect you, to strengthen you, and to help you grow to become more like him who is also known as the word. So this is my hope for you today. I hope that the words that you choose to use, whether they're in your head or spoken aloud, I hope that you use that power within you for good for yourself and those around you. I hope you have a wonderful day, my friends, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Thanks for listening. Subscribe and share to keep these episodes coming. The content shared is for educational and informational purposes only. It should not be used for diagnosing or treating a mental health problem.